The Definition of a Date by Rugged Fox. I've always said, if I'm going to wake up next to a man in bed, he'd better be a prince. Well, as it turns out, dreams do come true, because each morning I greet the day with Prince Harry in hardcover by my side. As the rain pours, the two of us gingers tuck under the cozy duvet cover. As he tells me his life story, I sip a cup of dark roast and eat a bagel with low-fat cream cheese. This morning, I did finally manage to put him down. It is my turn to write, Harry, I said, leaving the bedroom. We are nearing the end of dry January, and thank Meryl for that. While many people have chosen this month to abstain from alcohol, I have prohibited myself from social media. While I do appreciate winter vacations in tropical destinations, I do not like scrolling through endless photos of them, especially when I am cold, wet, and low. On New Year's Day, I threw down my phone after nearly unfollowing everyone on Instagram. If I see one more bitch on a beach, I slurred, taking a swig, swig from a bottle of Prosecco, I swear. Okay, do you know a fact? No, seriously, please let me know. They are so hard to come by these days. I can tell you, in all honesty, that I did not go on a single date in the year 2022. Just so we are clear, I define a date as fulfilling the following criteria. Taking place before 2am and including clothes, conversation, and an exchange of first names. This is why I made a goal this year to start dating, which represents a complete shift in direction for me. I've been practicing in the mirror, and instead of saying, don't speak, to a gentleman caller, I am asking, what interests you? Ever since I turned 30, I have pride myself on being a solo fox. I must admit, I have picked up a few deleterious habits along the way. For instance, if given the option between staying home with a bottle of red wine, or meeting someone for healthy social contact, I struggle. And while inviting strange men over in the middle of the night can be, at times, pleasurable, there is also nothing wrong with taking the time to learn another band's name. On that note, last November, I nearly dodged a hookup horror. Feeling lonely, vulnerable, and slightly intoxicated, I logged on to Grindr seeking a temporary fix one night. After casting out my usual net of 1,000 ohays, I sat back and waited for a catch. After one hour passed, I was just about to pack it in when my phone lit up with one new message. How are you? Fifteen minutes later, and one pleasant back and forth, I was just about to send my location when everything changed. What you just wrote, I typed, feeling somewhat confused. That was not very kind. I can't remember exactly what he messaged that rubbed me the wrong way, but all of a sudden I was sitting upright on the couch and muting the television. What I was not prepared for was the deluge of vitriol that followed. Within minutes, he had fired off a slew of tormenting blue messages. In addition to the classic homophobic remarks, he insulted my weight and kept telling me over and over again, I have your photos. I was just about to block him when his tirade became less broad and more specific. This person knew me much better than I knew them. Do I know you? I asked. And then, just as fast as he attacked, he was gone. Over the last decade, I have been fortunate that 99.9% .9 of my encounters online have been positive. Apart from the occasional disappointment, on my part, or theirs, I have met a number of kind, like-minded men looking for a connection. The fact that, on this occasion, I was so close to sending this aggressor my address and locking the door, and unlocking the door, was a game-changer. The next day at work, in a mild state of shock, I downplayed the entire experience. Telling the story to my co-workers, I concluded with a nervous laugh. Well, you know you must be getting famous when you start getting haters. 
The following week, I logged back onto Grinder in defiance. I'm not going to let one person take me down, I said to myself, determinedly typing, oh hey, oh hey, oh hey. Minutes later, I signed out, the fear gained the better of me. Shortly thereafter, I cancelled my subscription and deleted the app altogether. When I was a teenager, I always imagined my 30s would be much brighter than this. Taking into account recent world events, winter blues, and a broken foot, this time has not been without its challenges. If anything, these past few years, I have felt more like a teenager than ever, rebellious, angry, and lost. Navigating the present while getting sideswiped by the past, there are moments when I want to burst out of my shell, and days when I just want to hide. I do not cast judgment on this experience as being bad or wrong, per se. I just anticipated being a, in a different place, is all. Wanting to change so bad I could taste it, I went on a date a couple of weeks ago. Sitting at a table in a crowded re restaurant, fully dressed for a 2pm reservation, I felt a good kind of nervous. Standing up when he arrived, I shook his hand and introduced myself. It is nice to meet you, dot dot dot. On this first date, there were no $25 glasses of rosé, reality television cameras, or status updates. I'm out of practice, I mentioned, after fumbling through basic dialogue. Taking a sip of water, I got back on track. What interests you? I asked him, just like I'd practiced. I'm curious to know.